Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in studio today with the new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today I'm very pleased to have in studio Tiffany Bone Bound. This is after you told me to. <laughs> Tiffany Bound. It's natural. Of Lounge Couture. I got that one right. Yes. Couture. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy Sorry to be here. That. Great. So I love what you do, and your your company, Lounge Couture, is a, a specialist in, in travel. You're a travel advisor. Yes. Okay. You have a great past, a great career. Can you just catch everybody up on what you used to do and how you got to what you're doing today? I mean, I started out being, you know, representing photographers and commercial film directors, and that was very detailed, production-oriented, and then I kind of moved from there into feature films and was, like, assisting a-list celebrities and action film directors and traveling the world. And, you know, I got to the point where I just couldn't be gone for seven months at a time, <laughs> nine months at a time. You yeah. know, I had a child and I couldn't do that anymore. And I kind of had to reinvent myself. But I ended up having this great kind of problem solving skills, um, being able to handle high profile, you know, high net worth people, traveling with them gave me this huge bit of knowledge that um, really contributed to me, you know, doing this. And I traveled a lot. And so it just kind of was a perfect fit. I kind of moved into the private concierge world. Mm -hmm. And I realized that in terms of the private concierge requests, it was 90% travel related. Mm. And so when I really wanted to be better at that, I realized I had to gain more knowledge and become an expert in travel. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knows the term travel agent. So you it's are kind a of travel a dying advisor, term, but correct? Yes, they like to change it to travel advisor now. Yeah. I'm kind of not particular about what you call me. I mean, I'm yeah. a private concierge, luxury lifestyle specialist, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I do the job the same. <laughs> so um, and to, well, let's first talk about kind of where we are today. We've right. all been through a pretty tough 18 months. Yeah. Um, so what was life briefly like for you with your work prior to COVID, mm -hmm. what we you were doing during COVID, which we laughed about that, but you had a very impressive answer to that. <laughs> and then um, what's happening now that things are seemingly opened up and hopefully are going to stay that way. Yeah, I mean, well, 2019 for the travel industry was the biggest banner year for everyone worldwide. So everyone was going into 2020 just like, wow, we are going gangbusters. And then, you know, I felt it coming. I came back from... Uh, Africa, end of January 2020, right when it was starting That's to when happen. Starting, yeah. And um, by the end of February, I could feel the shift was coming. I knew it was it was coming. Starting things were starting to slow down and get canceled. And my mom was a, she's a CPA, and she went through the recession. <laughs> and so the first thing I yeah. said to her was like, "What's going on?" And she's yeah. like, "Start making the changes you need to now." And so I kind of was ahead of the game, mm -hmm. prepared for it. Um, it, we just no one knew how long it was going to go on. Right. You know, we None thought maybe it would be a couple of months, and by June things would be back to normal. And yeah. I think, but I don't think that the volume of business that like someone like I do, uh, the the price point per transaction, and how much international we do. Um, I mean, I was dealing with five million in 
cancellations and refunds and credits and navigating and people not knowing the answers. I mean, the airlines yeah. didn't know the answers. The hotels didn't know the answers. They weren't giving up their their cancellation and deposits without having more information. And even though we knew it was coming, everyone was trying to hold on to their dollars. So it was a very yeah. tricky situation. Yeah. So for someone maybe booked a trip without an advisor or agent versus someone that booked through you, how did, would that have fared for a cancellation or... I mean, definitely um, my clients got their money back because of my buying power and the type of clientele that I have and my relationships worldwide with hoteliers and the airlines. I yeah. mean, definitely I'm I'm partnered with the largest travel agency in America. So not only do I have my own personal buying power, but I have all of their buying power too. So when mm -hmm. it came to leveraging um, what we needed to do to take care of our clients, we were in a good position to do that. Yeah. That must have been such a different experience for you from all your previous years. Yeah, it was, you know, it's definitely there was a, you know, the ego part where you feel like you've worked so hard to get to a place and then just have it vanish out yeah. of sight, no fault of your own. Right. So I think there was a mental part of trying to deal with that. And at the same time, you know, travel advisors don't get paid until after the trip the majority of the time. So we're watching all of our future income for the year vanish, but doing the right thing for our clients. Of course, yeah. And that's just what we do. Yeah. It was the right thing to do, but there definitely right. was a panic moment. <laughs> <laughs> so did that last 12 months or yeah. longer? 12 months. More, a little bit more. It's just started, I mean, I was really lucky. I mean, I realized that it's such a different base of clientele that I, even with all of corporate disappearing. Mm -hmm. By June last year, I still had people moving around domestically. So I had mm. people going, doing national park trips, driving trips, doing, it wasn't at the volume or the price yeah. point level that I'm used to, but I really did have people moving around since June. Yeah, And I actually tried to travel as much as possible during that time. I think that's another thing that people don't realize is that travel advisors travel all the time so that they can give firsthand knowledge. They can tell you why you should stay at one hotel. But yeah. Or another, or why this destination might not be what you're looking for, or depending on what you're describing on what you want. I mean, mm -hmm. we really try to, you know, give the best, most educated information we can. Yeah, it it appears that things are starting to move again. Yes. I've I've heard I've had clients that are now on a cruise as mm -hmm. we speak today. Um, I'm seeing charity events come back mm -hmm. scheduled for. I mean, I was at an outdoor one recently, but I've seen more normal. Uh, venues coming in September, October, November. Um, are you seeing the same with yeah, travel? Yeah, we're slammed. I mean, very, very busy as of maybe the end of May. Okay. This has gone from zero to 100. I mean, like, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I think you know, there's a few things that people should think about right now is that, you know, things are very expensive. It's a supply-demand situation. Totally. And, um, you know, there aren't very, there aren't any deals. Yeah. If you're looking for a deal right now, I mean, hopefully <laughs> that will come with more of the world starting to open up yeah. and then start to balance out the supply demand yeah. portion. Um, and, you know, and I think for a while, um, you know, it definitely was pricing a lot of people out of traveling yeah. the last few months because there was such limited op options, right? especially in the luxury market. I think it really put a spotlight on how much luxury does America really have. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of new hotel openings in yeah. the next couple of years. Do you think so? Oh, for sure. In America, for sure. Because hotels were the, one of the most hot beat up of, in a, of an investment. Yeah, but they're industry. making up their money now. Yeah. They're all charging more. They're charging way more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just a natural. It's pent up demand is mm -hmm. certainly one. For sure. Um, are there 
countries right now that you still can't book in? Yeah. Like, is Canada? A- no, it's not open yet. The UK is not open yet. Asia at all, pretty much, except for Thailand just opened yeah. Phuket. But they're really, Asia is still kind of off the market. Australia is closed. New Zealand's closed. And within Europe, is it country specific or as a continent, are they open, not open? It's country specific. I mean, the majority of the EU countries are open to some extent, but you need to know how to get in. Um, can you transfer? I mean, I think the big question was, especially in June, was when it opened. But no one really talked about how you move between EU countries <laughs> because a lot of people yeah. go, well, I'm going to go to Greece, and then I'm going to go to Italy, and then I'm going to go to France. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute, I only know how to get you into Greece, <laughs> get you into, into France. And that was, you know, I think that's definitely shown and proven our travel advisor values because we're sitting, you know, even during the pandemic, we were all educating ourselves. We were keeping in touch with all the hotels. We were finding out how things were on the ground and all these places. And so we really can give like up to the minute instruction and information and telling them, okay, you have to have a test. You know, even, you know, I had people going to Greece in June and they were going to end in France with their flight connected in France. At the time they had to get a PCR test just to change planes in France. But they would have never known if they didn't yeah. have me. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great, great service. <laughs> I mean, it adds a whole other level of protection. Yeah, yeah. So describe what a what a luxury like trip is. I mean, I mean, there's some obvious things. You're going to stay at a great hotel. But just generally speaking, how, how why would someone come to you for what, what would you consider a luxury trip? I mean... Luxury is different to everyone, personally. I mean, you have people who luxury to them is going to a boutique hotel in a desolate area, or you want to go to the best five-star hotel in the city and get the largest suite. I think where our value comes in is getting to know the client and figuring out what their expectation is and being to deliver what they actually want. And, you know, yes, I can do over-the-top and land a helicopter in Capri and do all of the crazy, <laughs> get a private jet. I do all yeah. of that and, you know, and more and, find, you know, take over the Vatican or whatever private, you know, experiences they want. But I think that the whole level of being a luxury travel agent is the whole picture mm-hmm. from start to finish. And, you know, I always say my value comes in my problem-solving skills because travel comes with its own set of problems that can happen that are completely out of my hands. Sure. And I think that, you know, having someone there to help you through it and to problem solve and fix it so that anything that happens on your trip just doesn't really affect your trip, you know, if, if it can possibly be avoided. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times people don't realize that when, um, you know, some of my CEOs, when they're, you know, they travel all the time for business and, you know, they're sitting on a tarmac and the, plane, the plane's not taking off and they have somewhere to be, they don't get in line like the other other people. They pick up the phone, they're sitting on the plane and they're saying, Tiffany, what are my options? <laughs> and by the time they get off with everybody else, yeah. they're walking to another gate and getting on their plane. Yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I can tell them before they're even off the plane yeah. what the next options are. Are there seats on there? Can yeah. I put you on that plane? Is it gonna get, what time is it gonna get you there? And they don't even have to look at their phones. Yeah. They don't have to go to Expedia. Yeah. They don't have to call Delta and sit on hold. Wow. You don't have to get in line with 50 people who just got off the plane. I'm definitely putting your number in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you doing much with the, um, I guess they're called private jets, like like mm-hmm. the JSX. Is that considered mm-hmm. a private? Semi-private. Semi-private. Mm-hmm. Um, are you doing much with Yeah, that I think it's an amazing level? option yeah. to be able to offer to clients. I mean, 
mean, especially for these short flights, you don't yeah. you know. It definitely is cost savings, but gives you the you know the more private feel. You don't have to go yeah. to the regular airport. Yeah, I like that part. I mean, the cost is it's not Very that much reasonable. more, mm-hmm. and to avoid the the hassle of everything else. And some of them are doing like really cool things, like um, going into the Europe market over the summer and catching those little pieces where. Um, there isn't a normal flight, a commercial flight option where you don't have a connection. So Mykonos to Ibiza or London to Ibiza or something like that where you normally would have a connection. They've kind of come in and done these kind of um, uh, holiday kind of special. So there's a there's a comparable JSX. I'm mm-hmm. just using it as a generic. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to call them out, yeah. but comparable semi-private. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. They're starting that, which I think is a great option. Yeah, yeah, especially in Europe because everything really close yeah and a lot of my clients do take private once they get to europe yeah because a transatlantic uh private jet is really a a whole other ballpark (laughs) (laughs) now that's really luxury (laughs) yes and there's people who do it i mean i had some over the pandemic but yeah um what are some just tricks that you think the um our audience would like to hear tricks of the trade other than call you, that's the trick number one. Well, I'm not a big fan of online booking because I really feel like you're better off booking directly with a hotel if you're not going to book with a travel agent instead of going through an Expedia or a booking.com because yeah. you really lose your power in terms of um, any kind of problem solving with the hotel. And you're kind of last on the totem pole in terms of getting bumped or what room yeah. category you're going to get. So let me vouch for that. <laughs> My travel last year was some international travel and I don't somehow I booked one flight through one of those agencies. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one to try and and with the pandemic that they were getting rescheduled or or the the my location was closed or my destination was closed. Right. Rebooking or rescheduling was nightmare. Yeah. So I'm never ever doing that again. And I think you know one of the things we it was definitely interesting was that we we keep track of all of our clients' flight credits and hotel credits and things like that. And when they start to expire, we're already on it, trying yeah. to get the extensions and yeah. making sure everybody's dollars are safe. Yeah. Wow. Because I feel like also you know a lot of people you know, I mean I do handle luxury, but there's normal people who you know they work hard to have their travel dollars. Yeah. And to not have access to them or have a hotel hold a huge deposit for a stay. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, even for rich people, they don't like to be taken advantage of or have someone hold the them least. The least. <laughs> most money are the most careful. <laughs> and that's what I, I always I was trying to tell the hotels. I'm like, they see this. Yeah. <laughs> we all see this. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, there's definitely the pandemic put people, especially everybody in the market, hotels and airlines yeah. on, you know, some people handle things great. And some people handle things poorly. And I think that's another thing where, especially moving forward for travel advisors, they do know which companies are financially okay, which small tour operators uh, might not make it and you don't want to pay a big deposit to right now. I mean, I think there's a lot of information moving forward, especially internationally yeah. and trying to book, um, you know, tour operators, the little small companies or mom and pop hotels. Yeah. You know, I think you kind of go in with your eyes open because a, a, a travel advisor is going to steer you and who's the right person to book in that town or city. Yeah. So we mentioned the word luxury many, many times, and it might, and this could be true, yeah. it might create a sense that some of our listeners might say, well, it's going to be, those are trips that are too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, a sweet spot of, and how would you judge it, like overall cost of a trip, or is there a, is there, is there a client that you would say, I can't help you? Um. I'm not too particular in terms of spend. I mean, I know there's a lot of agents to say I won't touch anybody who's not spending over 10000 a trip. 
I like to build a relationship with my clients and not every trip that they're going to take is going to be, you know, a huge trip. Yeah. Sometimes they've got to go see their family in Cleveland yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, I still want to be part of yeah. their travel yeah. experience, no matter it's small or big. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I handle corporate as well and CEOs and big companies and all their employees and building yeah. a, a travel profile for them. And that's not all luxury either. But, you know, I think my CEOs, I end up doing their private travel and then my you know luxury families or independent entrepreneurs then I end up doing their corporate travel so it kind of like yeah. based on the level of service I provide I've kind of tried to be broad yeah. I don't totally specialize for that reason I don't ever want to say oh sorry I can help you you're going to send you to someone else for that yeah. so I try to be very broad in my offering okay do you have a, it sounds like you were really busy do you have a team or are you <laughs> doing this all yourself you have a team. I have a team. Well, my team's coming back, but yes, <laughs> I do have a team. I have a team of three normally, plus a back end um, of my agency and, you know, marketing yeah. and things like that. But Okay. Um, I hope this isn't personal, but I think it's just fair for everyone to know. So I, I, I recall back in the travel agent days, yeah. um, you didn't pay for a travel agent. It was somehow mm -hmm. baked into the cake. Does it work differently with you as a concierge advisor? Is there It depends. I mean, I had the flexibility of being flexible with my fees. I mean, I have clients who pay a yearly fee to have access to me, mm -hmm. and then I have people who I pay uh, who pay, you know, research uh, travel planning fees if it's something very big or like you don't know, like say a family of five to Hawaii, but you want me to do all the restaurants, all the cars, all the, you know, a whole bunch of planning. Um, but then normally for if you just want me to book a you know, an airline and a hotel and a rental car or something like oh. that. It's just a $45 ticketing fee. Mm. And you get a big insurance policy with that $45. <laughs> Your phone number? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. My clients say, oh, the power of Tiffany. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> I come in and save the day. I love that. But it makes for a fun job. Yeah, I bet. So what, um, uh, let's take the pandemic out for a second. So when you, like, as a business person, someone who owns mm -hmm. a business, what were some of your biggest challenges in starting your business, running your business? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges I had was just, um, you know, I'm really good at what I do, booking travel and taking care of my clients, but there's a whole lot of other things behind the scenes to That's running a right. business. Right. <laughs> um, you know, even if it comes to tech or building a website or when something technically doesn't work. I mean, I think that's not my strength. So trying to build the infrastructure to kind of take care of all those other things, because when I'm busy, I'm, I'm so busy and I need right. other people to kind of support those other areas. Yeah. It's interesting how that is a common doctors, lawyers, financial advisor. We all have, it's all the same. <laughs> We're good at what we do and need some help in the other areas. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to modify a question I usually ask guests, and the modified question is, what is the best trip for under, for, uh, $5,000? Under $5,000. Well, I think the pandemic really showed us that there's a lot of really great trips in America. Yeah. And I think um, you can go to the South, you can go do a National Parks trip, you can go to Cabo. I mean, there's a lot of really great options that are, aren't, you know, that expensive and that far away. Okay. Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was actually really challenged. I mean, people really got to, got, I had to get really creative. We couldn't go to Greece this year, but what we could do instead that's like Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get really creative. So what was the answer to that? You know, I think it was fun because a lot of people took trips that they may, might not have ever taken. 
And I think it was fun to watch them roll into those trips and accept them and maybe be more flexible yeah. with those types of trips than they might have been before because they couldn't have any other options. And be, most cases, happily surprised? Yeah, and happily surprised. And I think that was super fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is related. I mean, actually, really related, but different subject. So I heard that renting cars now is like out of control. It's out of control. Because they, the companies sold their cars, mm-hmm. right? So now, again, we're in supply and demand. And someone told me they've I don't know, spend a couple hundred bucks a day for like a minivan Mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they're very hard to come by and really expensive right now. And the the key is to booking. If you think you're going anywhere where you need a rental car, book it as soon as possible. Yeah. Do you, that's going to evolve, right? That'll, the pendulum will swing Hopefully, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think you also have just like, like you said, supply and demand, you know, people trying to get what they can right now because they can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I was saying just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you have a little bit of that going on too. Yeah. So how about a couple of stories? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. So either in your when you were working with the the um, celebrities and or mm-hmm. your current travel clients, says you told the one about the guy was stuck on the tarmac, but just another crazy story. I don't know, lost luggage, ended up in the wrong place, oh something gosh, crazy. I have tons of those, but um, good. We have a couple. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think. Gosh, I mean, you know, I had a, a, a helicopter uh, that was going to land in Capri, which you can't land a helicopter in Capri because there's only a military base there. And so I was able to get that going, but he was late getting in the helicopter, but you only get a 15-minute slot for it to land. And it, in the assistance column, he's saying, you're making that, he's landing. You're going to make it happen. I don't care who you have to bribe, who you have to pay, pay whatever it takes. He's landing. And I was and it made it happen. You made it happen? <laughs> What it cost them? <laughs> Not saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a that was a fun one. Um, and uh, travel. I mean, travel. I mean, it just it just comes with you know missed connections. I was up actually all night on Sunday night because I had a client who whose flight was delayed out of Ibiza and missed his connection in Amsterdam. It was a group of like five people, and so I was up and making sure they were taken care of and getting another flight to get home. Wow. They stay in the airport, or did you? Did they stay in th- no, I was able to get them a flight within like an hour and a half. Of they didn't really have; oh. they pretty kind of just moved right on to the next flight. But yeah, it was a three. I mean, that's the other thing you don't realize: you're yeah. not calling the 800 number, and because you're yeah. like, oh, you can't talk to someone because it's the right. middle of the night in California. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm worrying and taking care of the clients. I'm so Maybe. taking your number. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, something I forgot to mention earlier: you talked a little about your background, but. Like the fact that you were featured in Riviera Magazine and the Power Players issue. Yes, That's thank cool. You. And trendsetter for Luxury Travel Advisor Magazine and yeah. selected by Condé Nast Traveler as 2021 Top Travel Specialist. Yeah. Very nice. It's a big honor this year. Yeah. Yeah. What are, um, as we're ending our time here, what are some of the things that you would make sure that everybody knows? Um, that you find value in having a professional do your travel. I mean, I think people don't, they think of it as a, maybe with the internet that that's kind of like a not necessary kind of thing, but you wouldn't trust your, you know, your finances without a specialist. You right. get the best trainer, you get the best lawyer. Why wouldn't you enlist the best travel agent, um, travel advisor to advisor. help you? I can't even get used to it. I guess because I don't have any ego attached to being called a travel agent because I feel, um, empowered by being able to book air and be able yeah. to problem solve on that kind of archaic um, yeah. uh, 
uh, computer system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not ancient. <laughs> yes. I think people have this 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 perception of travel agents as being these kind of old, crusty, you know, people. And there's just there's it's such a cool industry, and there's so many fantastic young people in it yeah. that are really knowledgeable and experienced, and who are traveling all the time, and who are great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, how can people reach you? Um, they can reach me on Instagram or my, through my website, my email address, phone, okay. anything. Okay, so your website is? www.loungecouture.com. And your phone number is? 310-466-6458. Okay. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Pizza. <laughs> okay. I can go with that. I love it. Well, Tiff, I want to thank you so much thank for you. being a part of the show, taking the time. You're a very busy person, obviously. Well, now, <laughs> thankfully. My <laughs> uh, travel's back. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much. Thank I you. want to thank uh, all the listeners who tuned in. We look forward to being back in the studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zernbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzernbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.